Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Uh, I can see. Okay. Hi, everyone. I I, I wonder if Damien has just frozen at the at the wrong yeah, time. I think uh, I can see him blinking. Damien, are you there? Same, but I I can't hear you. He's okay. There. Ah, he's muted. Hang on a second, Damien. You're gonna have to unmute yourself. Let me just try something. Hang on. Damien, you're on mute. Maybe. All right, Marion. It seems like he doesn't hear. He doesn't hear. No, no. I might send a private message. Uh, Those of you in the live chat, welcome. Uh, Usual technical (laughs) issues, uh, of course. Um, Damien, can you hear us? No, he can't. How are you doing, Mario, by the way, just while I text Damien? Um, yeah, I'm quite fine. Is it, are, you matching to, are you managing to see... Oh, happy birthday to your mother, by the way, <laughs> from a couple you. of days ago. I told you I mentioned it on the stream. Uh, mother Thank Mario. You. Hey, Damien, can you hear us? No. no, he can't hear us. Let me just... Uh, Damien, if, if maybe just... Uh, are you managing to catch a lot of the tennis, Mario? 
yeah, I, I have watched mm, quite a lot, uh, I would say. I, mm, you know, I, I have been also awake for mm, to see to see a lot of a lot of matches, a lot of mm, action in this tournament. So yeah, I, I have managed to to have a, a good uh, sleep schedule by, but still watching uh, a lot of the matches. Yeah. And of course, we cannot forget, and we're going to be constantly reminding us during this episode of your... <laughs> yeah, we are one match away. <laughs> one match away, indeed. Um, one match away. And it's looking quite good. I was worried for him yesterday, four sets. Yeah. Um, and the third set he'd lost. And it just felt like a five-set comeback for Mo at that point. And I was wondering, okay. And, and I think... Probably the biggest issue with Drake. I'm here. You are Come here. On. Yeah. Yes. Listen, Damien, no. we had to start with Jack Draper. So I'll let you continue. <laughs> oh, okay. <there. laughs> yeah, Mario, your prediction coming true. And uh, by the way, before the stream, John has also mentioned another quarterfinal prediction from a Talking Tennis member uh, that didn't pan out. And it was Jack picking Lehechka. So I think, you know, the contrast of that, <laughs> no, of, course, of course, I'm kind of laughing about it. Uh, I know what Jack was aiming at, you know, trying to expose sort of Rune, um, you know, Rune's physical issues. It Eventually, it's going to be Paul or Shelton. But, you know, it made, it made some sense. Uh, but how did you get to Draper? How did you, uh, how did, what was your reasoning behind it? Uh, well, I knew that, uh, um, yeah, it was that, uh, uh, you know, it was a section that I found pretty open because I saw there was Kachanov, uh, and then there was, uh, you know, I I didn't know how to to really trust uh, Urkac at the U.S. Open, um, given that I know that he he, uh, he, he always struggles uh, in this tournament and. Uh, so I found that, uh, in my opinion, the guy other than this, um, and Rublev, of course, and I found that uh, among the unseeded uh, players, um, the one who had, I don't know, I think the tennis qualities to, to have a deep run, even if I know that there was some uncertainty about his... Uh, uh, you know about his physical issues. Uh, he was he was still still struggling, still recovering, a long break for uh, from tennis, playing very very few matches before this tournament. So I know that uh, there were a lot of uncertainties, but you know I think that um, he he was one of the player with uh, at least talking about the tennis qualities uh, for me the chances to. To cause some troubles to uh, to the the higher ranked player in in that section, which I found that uh, it was pretty pretty open given given the names. Yeah, um, obviously, eventually, like Hurkacz's viral illness probably um, yeah you know, probably was a was a huge factor as well. However, you know, Draper when healthy obviously has the talent to to beat players like this. So so yeah, it's it's just a matter of the fact that he has been looking strong physically you know maybe a little weaker in the fourth set against michael mo do you think that was like the um you know he had to clinch that in four or if uh, if it went to the fifth would mo have the edge uh let, let's say that i think that uh just speaking about the tennis i think that um that match was mm, i would say quite lopsided um but you know i um i know that of course the the physical and mental state of the player uh makes the biggest the biggest difference um so why not probably uh, also given the fact that he he hasn't played a lot of a lot of tennis lately he can um create some issues for him in longer battles uh, and you know, going uh, going into the fifth, um, so who knows? Probably, uh, yeah, probably would have would have struggled quite uh, quite a lot in in an eventual fifth set. So wouldn't be surprised if then at that point uh, Mo would have had the, the edge to uh, 
to keep going with the momentum. Yeah, uh, Mike Moe had already, I think, um, pulled off two comebacks from two sets to have down in the, this year against Locoli at the Australian Open and also against Isner, of course. And and yeah, it, it certainly felt like this, uh, especially when Mo broke in the opening game of the fourth and also in the, in, even in the very last game that Draper is really running on fumes, which is understandable. You know, he's barely played tennis in the past three months. So um, yeah, I think I even read an interview with him where he said that he was like 70-30 in terms of like not being able to play the US Open even. So um, well, he, he did. Of course, he's, he's definitely glad that he did. And who knows, maybe he will actually have a shot at continuing. And um, Yeah, I mean, at this point, uh, given this, uh, you know, kind of normal physical struggles, I, uh, I would still consider at this point probably Rublev uh, the favorite against him in the fourth round. Uh, you know, um, given also that I I I don't know if this run to um, winning another match, uh, which probably won't end in, in straight set, I, I think um, can be physically sustainable uh, for him. But let's see. For me, uh, tennis wise, he he has he has a chance. Yeah, I think when I was writing up a, a prediction of, for this match today uh, for another website, I said Rublev in five, basically, because I think if they go like toe-to-toe for four hours, it should be Rublev who's going to be stronger, you know, at, at the business end of this match. Uh, but yeah, certainly winnable for Draper. He has the talent to be winning these sorts of matches. Hopefully more health for him from now on, because um, yeah, his whole career has been just stained by injuries. Um, were you able to watch any of the night session? In the night session of, on the men's side, we had Zverev Dimitrov and also Medvedev Baez. Uh, yeah, I I've watched Zverev against Dimitrov since uh, you know the other match uh, started. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, talking about uh, Medvedev, I think that he he played a better match comparing uh, these two. Uh, to his second round, uh, even if uh, you know it, it's been pretty similar sc- uh, score-wise, because then in the um, in the second set, in the third set, he had some issues. Even if this time has been uh, pretty much a third set comeback. Um, well, I think that he he's he's playing decent tennis. Uh, he should, uh, in my opinion, still. Uh, you know, show a higher level against the minor in the next round because um, I think that the um, you know his current form. Uh, talking about the minor, uh, his also his his tennis qualities, um, the physicality of his games can. Uh, I think that he can exploit Medvedev's um, you know weaker moments. Uh, in the match, and so I, yeah, I'm still going to to expect uh, a higher level uh, from him. But overall, I think that he he can't complain uh, for for the way he played. Especially the the first two sets today have been um, pretty much consistent against a player who was um, you know who was building momentum. Uh, Medvedev was still. Heavy favorite today, but uh, uh, if you if you concede some something to a player who who is in a good mental state, uh, then even if your tennis is uh, you know is is better, then you can you can start suffering uh, a little bit, and that's what happened in the first part of the third set. But overall, uh, you know he 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 made what uh, he did what he he had to do to avoid. Uh, big issues against uh, against Sebastian Baez, who think that it's um, overall a good matchup for for Danil. Yeah, twelve match twelve match win streak right for Baez before this before this match. Um, seven of them on hard courts as well. Winston Salem, which you know Baez winning a title on hard courts at major level, that's not something we really expected. Honestly, Baez winning a title at any level on hard courts, I think, was uh, certainly not on my bingo card for for the next ten years. But it happened, and he was actually playing with like superb confidence to to get there. And yeah, um, I think that's a fine win. Uh, that that one against the Minor uh, for Medvedev right now, you know. 
Medvedev won their first four matches, and then Alex managed to get him twice, including just a few weeks ago in Toronto. But they have never played in a best-of-five format. Mm-hmm. That, do you think that's something that suits Medvedev more? Do you think that's something that will help him um, beat who, you know, an opponent who has been pretty tough for him? Also, the other, the other loss that Medvedev had to the minor was uh, Paris last year. Paris-Bercy, of course. Uh, yeah, of course, I think that best of five can still give you um, more chances to to raise your level and try to uh, to make the difference in in those big moments that uh, that the match has. But I think that the Minores uh, knows how to play well and to he he finds himself um, usually in. Uh, you know, in a good position to then play play well in the di- when the match is going to to the distance. Um, so I think that uh, he should should really be careful because, um, of course, I think that the best of five probably can give him can give him uh, more a bit more chances. But I think that the minor he's uh, he's ready to to take three sets if 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 he needs to do that. And if it it's a good day for him, um, I I think that it's it's not going to to change that much uh, in terms of the matchup, in my opinion. Okay, and also Zverev Dimitrov was the other night session match. Um, you know, the first two sets were pretty electric, right? And and um, after uh, Dimitrov had already played Zverev twice in 2023 and like gotten destroyed mm-hmm. both times, I was not expecting him to come out um, playing like this, you know, against against the German. What do you think went went wrong there for for Dimitrov eventually? Uh, because yeah, he lost the second set from four three up on serve and also uh, had a couple of set points in the tiebreaker to then <laughs> lose the next two one six. Yeah, yeah, that's been. Um... You know, it was really, really important for him that second set. Um, that's for sure. Losing it in in that way, uh, Zverev has, be, has kind of been resilient because Med- uh, Dimitrov was uh, was playing very, very well. Uh, then I, um, um, you know, I also switched uh, from some other matches after the first two sets. I've heard that. Uh, Dimitrov uh, was not looking anymore 100%. Um, but after that, his level uh, uh, dropped after two sets, played really, really well. Um, in a section of the draw, which I, um, I mean, it's it's pretty packed because you know Dimitrov, and then now that's Zverev going. Uh, further and now he will play Sinner, who beat Favrinka. And you know this match is. Uh, I am pretty interested to um, to watch this match between between Sinner and and Zverev. Um, I I think yeah. that you know. Tell me. <laughs> no, no, I was about to say that it's really a highlight of the round, and I think we knew it even before the event, you know, that Sinner Zverev could be something special. Zverev seemingly back into like peak, almost peak form, and Sinner with the you know coming of the big title. Of course, then he had a loss to Lajovic, but like everyone knew that it's just a tiny, tiny hiccup after uh, winning a big title, you know, after that breakthrough. And uh, I'm basically, um, well, the, there's, a, there's a comment from Ghibli here as well, that we assume he can't be Joko and top drawer <laughs> Alcaraz, but maybe he will make a step up. Actually, you know, he whenever he has played Alcaraz, no matter if it's yeah. top drawer Alcaraz, he is keeping it close. So I think Alcaraz would be really afraid of that matchup. Obviously, they had a five-hour match at the US Open at the very That's same fair. stage. The quarterfinals last year, yes, he Alcaraz even had to save a match point. There is certainly a bit of a problem for Sinner in the sense that beating Alcaraz, Medvedev, Djokovic back to back, and Zverev <laughs> as well. Like Zverev, Alcaraz, yeah. Medvedev, Djokovic. You know, Medvedev, he's never even uh, come close to beating. Well, no, actually, that's not true. Like the ATP finals, okay, but you know, he's zero and six against him. Most of these matches have not been close, and also, um, yeah, Djokovic has been a tough matchup for him too. Uh, so it would be something incredible for him to win this event. But if he's going to play Alcaraz, 
you know, Carlos is not going to enter this match thinking, oh, I'm the favorite. He's going to enter this match thinking that um, this is this is where I could get in trouble. I don't know if he's going to have quite the same feeling against Zverev, but I think he, he could as well um, be in trouble in that one as well. That, that quarterfinal from, so from the very beginning of the event seemed like a problem round. Uh, is there like uh, anything to take from that Dimitrov-Zverev match for me in, when it comes to Zverev's performance? Uh, not really. I just think that Dimitrov just came out playing, you know, insane tennis, especially yeah. um, crazy to think about when you um, consider his round one against Morchan and how messy yeah, that right. was. Then he has that match against Murray where he's already better, but maybe Murray has a has a total off day as well. And he comes out with this forehand shot making that I think uh, if he had like throughout his career, it's not actually the backhand that is sort of holding him back. He has that wonderful slice. Uh, but um, yeah, that sort of forehand shot making that he had in the first two sets against Zverev, and especially as some of the patterns there are very hurtful for him because if he's playing inside out cross, you know, inside out forehands to the Zverev backhand, that's awful for him uh, to to Zverev's strongest shot. And uh, yet he was just outplaying him in in these exchanges. And obviously, yeah, even with the knee issue that Dimitrov had in the third and fourth set. It kind of felt like after he choked that for yeah. uh, second set away, like like that's done, like that the match is done, regardless of you know what Dimitrov was uh, was doing it. And yeah, with the I, I would actually agree. Uh, this is very rare that I agree with Jose Morgado, but I would actually agree, of course, with the uh, with the depiction that the second set tiebreak was pretty much what decided the match. We don't know where um, does the Dimitrov knee injury would have happened or if it would have happened if he takes that. But two sets would have been a huge advantage for him. And and one all, it, it already felt like the match is over. And, and it was over pretty much in a flash. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Um, There's also a comment about Draper. And Draper looks like he will lose if anyone stretches him physically. Yeah, it, it did look like that. I don't know if Ghibli you were you were there already at the beginning of the stream, but we we chat, we chatted about uh, Draper and Mo and like how in the fourth set Mo actually started looking like he might pull off the comeback and it might be just yet another match that Mo uh, wins like this, right? Just on mm-hmm. sheer sheer physicality this year. Obviously, this is one of his strongest um, points. Whereas for Draper, yeah. it's it's probably his biggest weakness in a way. And, uh, oh, that's an interesting comment from Ghibli as well, that in some ways he thinks that Zverev doing quite well is an indictment of others rather than Zverev looking good. What do you think about that, Mario? Uh, yeah, it's an interesting um, interesting comment, and I think that um, I uh, I can agree with uh, with, with what he's, he's saying, and... Um, you know, I still wasn't expecting Dimitrov, for example, to uh, to play that well in this match, given what I um, I, I saw from him early in in the tournament. Uh, especially, you know, you were mentioning, of course, the the round one match, which was the uh, the match I the the previous match I saw uh, from him. Um, yeah, I I don't think that Zverev is still at his or at that 2021 level uh, but overall he's playing some some good and consistent tennis because uh, also um, the race show it because he is in in the eighth place so he, he you know if if we were at the end of the year he should he should go to he should go to Turin now of course uh, there are still tournaments to uh, to play but uh, the fact that he he's there for me it's uh, um you know it's kind of good especially for uh what we saw from him at the very beginning of the year uh, which seemed like he would have taken a lot a lot of time um you know probably still not enough uh, the result he he's getting for uh for a player with his ambition but uh, uh overall he at least he he found back some some consistency because he's winning the matches he 
he should win uh, with some, you know, still some um, some ups and downs sometimes. But uh, uh, overall, I think that he, yeah, he's he's looking good, and I think that he he has his chances in the in the in the next match against Sinner. I think that uh, Sinner can be. You know, probably stronger than um, than him. Also, from from a mental from the mental point of view. But uh, you know, this time Sinner enters this match um, uh, with kind of the, the thought that he should win this one, uh, even if it's against a great opponent, uh, uh, even if it can be difficult. But he has this kind of pressure uh, that he's the one who should win the match. Um, mm. You know, maybe maybe cannot um, can't be that easy against a player like Zvera because doing doing so, you know, as he did in in it was Toronto, yeah, uh, this year, uh, yeah, Toronto. Um, it, it's difficult, but when you have in front of you a player like Zvera in this kind of matches, also with uh, with the Grand Slam experience, he. Uh, he has, even if not super, super successful, but he can uh, uh, he can cause troubles. Yeah, I think for me personally, it doesn't feel like Sinner has to win it. Um, I think there's there's certainly something true about what Ghibli said earlier about, like, um, well, he said a part of it about the drop shot volley play. Like, yeah, the lack of variety of Sinner can hurt him in matchups against like Medvedev. And I think Zverev is pretty much the same. Well, not pretty much the same, you know, he's not as good as Crumbler, I guess. Uh, but he is still playing with, like, very steady weight of shot and is a tall counterpuncher, basically. I don't feel like it's a good matchup for Sinner at all. He still might win it because, well, he's so good right now. Uh, but I am I am definitely um, not as um, confident in Sinner winning this one, purely for, for matchup reasons. And I think Zverev is more or less at a... You know, at a at a very solid level, at the top of his game, he is still, I think, a wonderful talent. And uh, well, it 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 is, of course, a bit iffy to talk about him given you know all the allegations and stuff. But if if we just look at you know his tennis, I, I'm not gonna say that he's good for the sport, but I'm gonna say that when it comes to you know him at his absolute peak, he's still up yeah, there of course. with the with the very best, hundred um, percent. And uh, yeah, Yannick Sinner was not the only Italian who won tomorrow, uh, who won yesterday. It was also Matteo Arnaldi. What did you think of that and and his uh, upset of well, a slight upset, I guess, of Cameron Norrie? Yeah, he's playing a great tournament, and I I watch with a lot of interest uh, of interest. For example, his his match against Arthur Fields. Um, he is playing great tennis, especially from from the forehand side. He's doing so well um yesterday you know nori played uh, bad honestly uh, this has to be said but um, you know arnaldi has been for example very mature in in that point of the third set where nori was kind of trying to uh, to to come back on serve and having some some break points and arnaldi has been um in my opinion very mature to handle that that moment uh, and uh, stay calm and keep doing the things he he, he can do uh, in the right way um so well i i think that he um his next match against alcaraz can be entertaining i'm not really talking about score wise because i think that alcaraz uh, will win easily this one to be honest but um uh, i think that the the, ab the alcaraz abilities uh, um in the matchup with uh, you know the way arnaldi plays the game at least some some kind of good rallies uh, it should be uh, at times an entertaining match in my opinion even if we i i know that probably we are not going to approach this like okay we are going to a five set i don't think so but uh, it, it it would be interesting to to watch how arnaldi approaches that match and i think that in some little moments uh, of the match he can he, he can at least produce uh, tennis which can entertain 
the crown in in a matchup against a, a champion and like uh, like Alcaraz and the entertaining way he, he Alcaraz can can play this game. So I um, I think that this this fourth round match against Alcaraz is a good re- reward for him for um, the, the his improvements uh, this this year, which have been. Uh, which have been very, very, very important, very huge, and uh, probably went even a little higher um, the expectations. Oh, for sure. I mean, he was never really mentioned as like the prime Italian talent, and now he's yeah, better than the all. Talking, talking yeah. about Italians, which I, I know really well, where the, uh, what people were saying, for example, back in yeah. 2021, even even last season. And so I think it's a big reward for him. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really fantastic stuff. Uh, Ghibli, by the way, I'm going to get back to all these comments that you made on like Streaker, Paul, Hijikata, etc. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about the um, yeah. the matches that are to come at the end of the stream. But yeah, when it comes to Arnaldi, uh, certainly the win against Fuse was was amazing. Five sets, uh, great tennis from both guys. I feel like he matches up against Fritz, uh, against, against Fuse quite well as well. And against Nori, he had to... Be more aggressive. He did just that. Of course, Nori didn't give him that tough of a challenge, uh, but it, it, it's still, um, you know, countless times I've seen people say that, you know, Arnaldi has to improve his serve or like Arnaldi has to be more aggressive. He's doing all that. Like he, mm-hmm. he has been serving extremely well. I remember when he um, stopped playing on clay at the um, in the second half of last year and start, went to hard courts and suddenly this guy is like getting so many unreturned serves and three points. And the aggressive mindset, it's always been there for me, I think. Uh, he, he has always been like willing to try even when he wasn't fully comfortable with it. And he's getting the rewards for that. And, and that's amazing. Uh, can he beat Alcaraz? I don't think so. But I think it will be entertaining. I, I think, you know, winning a set is possible. Maybe even, uh, yeah, just needs to play as if he has nothing to lose, which he kind of doesn't. But of course, it's never truly like that. But um yeah, if he can just come out playing very freely, uh, counter punch well, and yeah, just paint lines like he did for the most part in the Nori match, why not? And one more men's match, I think that I wanted to t- touch on. I did not see a ball from that, so my question basically is: Have you? Because Alex Deminor beats Nicolas Jari in one hundred and five minutes, and that was, I think, quite a surprising result. Maybe not necessarily in terms of the winner. But just in terms of how easy it was, and you know how many times Alex was able to break the Julian. Yeah, it's been. You know, in a way, I thought that it could have been uh, a rough matchup for for Jari, given. Um, yeah, given the fact that Deminor's uh, uh, return is, uh, you know, he's he's a good shot for him. Um, and I think that the the slow courts, the heavy balls, have um, have also helped uh, Deminor in uh, you know avoiding so much um, suffering so much Jari serve and Jari service games. Uh, overall, uh, Jari made a lot of mistakes, um, but because Deminor was kind of in in a wall mode. Um, at least for for the first two sets, which were the the ones I watched, um, yeah, uh, he he's playing unbelievable. Uh, he he was not not missing anything uh, in in this set I watched, and uh, for Jari this was a disaster because uh, he he wasn't able to get the winner and. Trying and trying and trying again. Uh, uh, then the mistake was kind of a of an arithmetic low um, for him, and so yeah, it's it's been a, a super tough matchup for for Jari and um, the minor played very 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 well and solid, um, and this created a lot of. Uh, a lot of issues in Jari's tennis and then also in his confidence uh, in the belief that things could have could have become become better because it seemed like that if uh, Deminor um, would kept playing with that 
you know, that deep and that solid. Uh, and then, you know, for Jari, it become pretty, pretty impossible to, to, to start making a point after point and to, to win games. Yeah, thank you, Ghibli, for the comments as well. And Jari, the minor, very um, interesting. And I... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I think with that, we might start talking about the women's matches. Um, maybe let's, let's head to this, actually. Ons Jaber, third match in a row, third struggle. Um, we had Nurlan yesterday in the chat, the man, the star of the show, uh, telling us that Buskova was going to win 6-2, 6-2. That did not happen, but of course the, the Czech uh, came pretty close to beating Ons Jaber. You know, is it still like some sort of um, residue of the viral infection that Jaber had, or you know, is she just basically struggling against pretty tough opponents so far because I think Osorio, Noskova, Buskova, that's not an easy draw at all. No. No. Uh, I I already said, for example, when he, when she was playing um, Osorio, that uh, Osorio is that kind of player when that when you, you are not um, super tough physically in that day, um, uh, you know, has her spirit... Uh, her, um, we know how how much a fighter she is. Um, could could create could create issues. It's not um, it's not super super comfortable. Even if we know that probably you know um, there's still a, a good a good difference between between the two players. And then playing Noskova and Butskova, it's. Uh, Noskova second round, it's it's not that easy. Probably Buskova third round, it's it's okay given how the seeds are um, are placed in the draw. Um, you know, not um, not the very best I saw from her, uh, but uh, it's it's good after that. Um, you know, the way that Wimbledon run ended, uh, it's it's good that she. She has a lot of, uh, you know, willingness to even to suffer during the matches and to play the uh, the big points uh, pretty well because you know being so close to the defeat and and still being able to somehow managing to go through and to play the right shot at the at the right time, um, it's a good sign for her mentally. Um, we also know that probably she is she's she suffers the most uh, when she you know I would say that she isn't the best front runner uh, of, uh, of women's tennis but in these kind of battles she shows that mentally she she's a, a girl that she that likes to 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 fight and these point to point battles she uh, she finds pretty well in these matches that uh, have a lot of uncertainties till till the end, uh, and for me these are good signs. Uh, we also know that probably our tennis needs to to in, in keep improving if she wants to beat even tougher opponents through through her way. Uh, but I think that um, she she's she's giving good good signs from a mental point of view uh, in this in this yeah. Grand Slam. I mean, in her in her most recent uh, match against, um, so in her most recent event, right in Cincinnati, she came back from yeah. one five down to Kalinina. So it checks out what you're saying about her uh, liking these sort of long battles. Uh, and uh, Ghibli actually expresses exactly what I was about to say because I was I just wanted to mention that yesterday Kim Van Zhenk was like pissing me off really hard, and uh, this is this is the kind of match that she's has, she has to be winning if she's ever about ever to like make that next step, right, that we've been waiting for. Uh, the breakthrough that um, Kim Van Zheng is supposed to be having for the past 12 months or so, 
and then she's losing in slums to like Bernarda Pera, the Australian Open. Well, Pera would not be as brutal, I think. But here she gets like a total cakewalk to round four. She gets 47-year-old Kaya Kanepi in the second round. She goes to a French set, but at least it was easy, right? And then you have Lucia Bronzetti, you know, another one of these matches where everything depends on, on Zhang. Uh, everything depends on her quality, her ball striking, and she makes a huge mess of it and eventually had to, like, come up with some Hail Mary defense in that 4-0 game in the third. Uh, you know, that drive volley that Bronzetti missed, I think she's going to just remember that for the rest of her life. And she manages to win that match, but it was not a vote of confidence. You know, it wasn't it wasn't an outcome that I was expecting in this match for sure. Uh, Bronzetti, sorry, but yeah, she does have a very clear cup. And in a match like this, Zheng really should be handling, I think, players like that fairly easily. She does not still, but now she plays on Jabert and maybe, just maybe, you know, this will be a different story. Jabert so far has has been struggling yeah, quite a lot. She has already given like a lot of energy into this week, right? Yeah, I mean, even because this is a match that probably she can approach uh, better mentally, uh, because playing on Jabert is still, uh, you know, playing a Grand Slam third round against uh, Lucia Bronzetti. I agree that you you talking about Zhang Qingwen. Uh, you have to win this one. Uh, and she is not really comfortable still uh, playing this this role in the matches. Yeah, um, yeah I, I agree when you say that she she does a little bit of a mess with uh, with all the, um, the talent and the weapons she has. Uh, uh, sometimes she just needs to, uh, you know, to, to make things um, simpler. Um, because she, you know, she has that kind of tennis that when she, uh, she plays well, you, you find this um, really, um, you know, really well built with her serve and forehand, uh, um, quite good transition to, to the net, even if it can still be improved. Uh, but at times you you kind of have the, also the feeling that mentally she 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 has not still uh, the plan pretty clear in moments of the match, and this is a, a bit of a shame because with with those tennis qualities, uh, she she really needs to, uh, to make things clearer in her, in her mind if she she wants to you know to take a step further and to and to be able to make that transition to you know top 20 level um not just for one two three matches but consistently yeah absolutely and uh, maybe the big one yesterday on the women's side was probably Svitolina Pegula right um yeah so maybe just uh, any of your thoughts on that match you know Svitolina went up a set then of course Svitolina leveled it and I just thought that Pegula played a brilliant decider uh, also, I think she has like a pretty decent edge in this matchup because Svitolina, I think she's always amazing when she plays. Like, for example, that head-to-head against Kasatkina. She's mm-hmm. theoretically very good when she just plays, you know, counter-punchers. And I guess in some matchups you could say Pegula is that. But uh, in this particular match, I think it was clear that Pegula is actually a lot more dangerous of the ground. And like that flat forehand was really doing the job for her. Um, in a way that Svitolina couldn't really respond to. Also, the serving from Jesse was really good. Yeah. So I guess one of these matches that could really tell you that maybe Pegula is ready to make her own, um, you know, step forward. Um, well, for me, you know that Pegula has still not made past the quarterfinals, but for me, Pegula uh-huh. is. Uh, for me, he she is ready. Um, her level got higher and higher, and right now, um, uh, right now you can feel that it's it's just not uh, only consistent results, but she um, she, she built uh, more weapons in in her game, and when she has to do something, she uh, she she takes the responsibility to uh, to do that. The third set. Uh, yesterday, uh, she she played a very very good tennis. Um, I yeah, I think that uh, you know we have 
Sviontek and Sabalenka, which both are playing really, really well in these first rounds, not struggling um, at all. But uh, I think that uh, in this particular moment, no one is really, really unbeatable. And I think that Pegula um, can can be able to... Uh, you know, to find a way to to get past that uh, that quarterfinal. Uh, now she she will play Madison Kiss in the fourth round, uh, which mm, I think that uh, can be a good matchup for her uh, because she she has, as you said, that counter punching uh, ability which can cause a lot of troubles in Kiss tennis. Uh, mm, we also know that Kiss can be in one of her days and be almost unplayable, and that's true. But um, I I still would give Pegula the the edge in this in this match. And even Wimbledon sh- uh, has shown that uh, well, she's been really, really, really close. She's been like five points away from getting past that Demon Major quarterfinals. Uh, especially on a surface which never brought her uh, good yeah. feelings in the previous years. And overall, despite Von Rusova's comeback, uh, this has been a good sign for her. And I think that she's ready to do that. Uh, so we are waiting. Any other performer of yesterday on the women's side that you wanted to talk about? Or should we get uh... to today's matches? I mean, yeah, Vodrosova only gave three games to Alexandrova, but frankly, I did not see that. Three uh, game, three games and fifty-seven yeah. minutes. I mean, yeah, me neither. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Vondrusova seemed like she she has approached um, very well the game, uh, even after the Wimbledon title gave her the confidence at least to be able to enter the court with a good uh, spirit and approach when she she plays. Um, matches uh, she should win. Um, probably yeah. she, she, I would say that probably she has not um, all that uh, weapons to, to win consistently against the very, very top, top uh, opposition. But she, there are some parts of her game that uh, can really be uncomfortable uh, when you face her. Um, and so yeah what to say she she always had that that talent it was pretty clear even when she she's been a finalist uh, at uh, 19 year old 19 years old at the french open and then she went on to win the, the silver medal at the olympics in single so she always got um uh, that result that show you um, uh, you know how well how well she can play and uh, watching her with this consistency uh, it's uh, it's super nice for the fans because she's uh, she is a great player. Yeah, and uh, it's also quite refreshing to see a first-time major champion not have that usual dip that they used mm-hmm. to have. Like two wins at Montreal, three wins at Cincinnati, now three wins at the US Open, barely losing games. I honestly think she's a pretty big favorite against Stearns as well. Uh, just the way she sort of controls play with all that lefty spin. I don't know if Stearns is going to be able to keep herself, you know, regular enough. But um, yeah, just just uh, just thinking of Vondrousova Pegula right now. I think Pegula has been a bit more convincing. If that's indeed the quarterfinal matchup that we get, yeah. and um, Gibli says that mentally, Golf Pegula and Sabalenka are still uncertain. They ha- so far they have not looked like that. Well, of course, for Sabalenka, it was kind of starting in the semis in the past two events. And yeah. Goff and Pagula, I think so far, have been really convincing in that um, they have been able to turn their great US Open swings into like confidence that is really allowing them to have time to figure things out. And, you know, even if it's not going well, uh, prevail somehow. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
But uh, yeah, let's just talk maybe about what's about to happen today. We are starting the fourth round, so it's just eight singles matches. Uh, obviously, a lot of doubles, lots of juniors as well. But uh, it's going to be just eight singles matches, four of them on Arthur Ashe, four of them on, on Louis Armstrong. So we were just talking about the women's, so maybe let's start with the men's. And do, don't you feel it's like a bit of an underwhelming day on the on the men's side? Because I think at least three of these four, four um, round four matches are looking very, very lopsided to me. Yeah, uh, I uh, I think this one is, of course, the match uh, that should be... Uh, you know, clo- uh, the closest and the most entertaining one, um, at least in my initial thoughts. Then we we know that things uh, always can't go as as we planned. But uh, yeah, it seemed like this is a, a part of the draw, which um, you know we we are some very let's say strong players because when we are talking about Tiafo and Fritz and uh, of course Novak Djokovic um, yeah Stricker also has played a lot a lot a lot of tennis and sets uh, already in this US Open and which can uh, you know can give Fritz another edge given the fact that Mm, pretty much Fritz US Open uh, still hasn't really started in terms of uh, <laughs> of you know the yeah. playing battles and uh, finding yourself in some kind of trouble and trying to get over it. Uh, he he really he literally cruised his way uh, through through the, the first week to to, to the to the second week and now he's playing Dominic Stricker who. Uh, who showed a lot of great qualities, but he, yeah, we also know that uh, we we don't know after all these matches, these long battles uh, against four sets against Popirin, and then these five setters with back to back Tsitsipas, Bonzi, he can suffer this uh, this one. So I yeah, uh, I think that probably. Um, you you are right when you are saying that uh, it seemed like this should be a, uh, it can be an underwhelming uh, underwhelming day and the night the night match with Djokovic and Goyo I I don't really think that Djokovic is going to find himself in in new troubles because uh, you know Jere uh, has that uh, baseline uh, solid game which. Uh, um, we we have understood that sometimes Djokovic can struggle against these kind of players. While uh, Goyo big serve, uh, I think that Djokovic shouldn't really have uh, so many troubles. Mm, I can I can be wrong, but I think that yeah, you're right when you are saying that. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, Paul Shelton, I honestly kind of forgot how close their match at the Australian Open was. I rewatched the highlights of that. And it, in my memory, it was like a very easy win for Tommy. It, it wasn't really. So maybe this is actually going to be a cracker. You know, I still feel like the return and like the athleticism of uh, Paul is something that against Shelton will help him draw out the errors. However, maybe the heavier conditions at the US Open are actually get better for Shelton. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it like initially at first glance, but, um, you know, it's just going to allow him to have more time to sort of pick his spots, hit his, you know, huge strokes. And Paul is not going to be able to like stand in the baseline, overwhelm him a bit with the timing. I don't know. It seems to me like it it should be a very tight match, but the rest, I'm going to say this now. And I think Borna Goyo has a better shot at beating Novak Djokovic than Dominic Stricker has of beating Taylor Fritz and Rinki Hijikata has of beating Francis Tiafoe. Uh, Hijikata, I think this is clearly where his run ends. You know, he's played well to get here. Uh, but no, no, let's let's be honest. You know, Tiafo has been stepping up at the US Open the past two years. Um, I think he's going to do it again. He loves this stage. And um, I just think there's a big edge between them tennis-wise as well. And Stricker Fritz in, in another universe on another day, for me, it could have been. Uh, it, it it really could have been a cracker. 
it's just what you said. Uh, Stricker has already played six matches. Even in yeah, the qualifying, yeah, yeah. he was he was playing long. Well, outside of the one against Tirante, and I guess the sets against Galarno were also pretty easy. But the one against Yamas Ruiz was very taxing. And now four sets against Popperin, five against Bonzi, five against City um, Pass, of course. I just don't think he's gonna have uh, enough in the tank to beat Fritz, especially as as you mentioned. Taylor has not been losing games. He basically has had like a small warm up of like four and a half hours, more or less. And uh, Sikar has spent like, I don't know, I haven't counted this, but probably about 12-ish or something like that. So uh, talking of both the qualifying and the uh, and the actual event, or actually even more with the qualifying it's going to be. So I, I don't think he's going to do it at all. Um, and it's, a, it's it, you know, I'm, I'm sad about this because I think it, it could have been a great match. Still, Stricker obviously breaking the top 100, huge, huge breakthrough. But Goyo against Djokovic is actually going to interest me quite a lot. Um, the way Goyo has been serving so far and also playing so steady off the ground, he hasn't lost a set in the in the main draw. I think if he manages to get there and play like he's, he has nothing to lose. Again, I'm mentioning this like with Arnaldi, he has a lot to lose. But you know, if he just if he just manages to keep playing his game despite playing on Artur Ashe and playing Novak Djokovic, which I don't know if he will. This hasn't really happened to him. Uh, previously, right? Like he's played some big, big um, names in Davis Cup, probably. But otherwise, has he really played like someone along, um, you know, of Djokovic's quality? I'm not sure. Uh, but he should be able to keep himself like more or less in this match with the serve. And I think it could get slightly interesting. I, I certainly think he has a better chance than Hijikata or Striker. But yeah, eventually, obviously, a big shot that. Today's matches on the men's side will be a little underwhelming, especially if Shelton Paul disappoints, because then we're sort of going to be left with, well, not much to to look forward to, really. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just checking that whether whether uh, Goyo has played anyone of that quality, but I'm assuming that I'm assuming he hasn't, right? Uh, well, La- he played Nadal. Oh, I actually did not remember. Yeah, but yeah, Davis Cup. That's yeah, Nadal in 2019. Yeah, yeah he played Rublev. He played Rublev as well in the Davis Cup. That that's what I what I was thinking of, but I did not remember that he played Nadal. Uh but yeah, basically other than the team-based competitions where he's always been amazing at, probably because of that college uh background as well. That's what he himself thinks. Uh he hasn't really played an opponent like this. So um yeah, let's see. Let's see how that actually works out. He has played Rublev twice in Davis Cup, but Rublev was only once ranked really high. Um, and anyway, uh, let's uh, let's talk about the women's matches now. I think they should be more exciting. You know, what's your favorite? Is it are you more of a Wozniaki Gov guy, or are you more of a Świątek Kostapenko, or maybe Kirsta Abencic, the sort of hipster peak? If we can even he- have hipster uh, peaks on the seventh day of the US Open. Well, uh, yeah, I I would say that Świątek Kostapenko is not really the match I'm looking forward to, to be honest. Um, okay. Why not then? No, I mean, because... Ostapenko is 3 0 in the head to head, right? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it's it's just that, you know, uh, when I when I watch Ostapenko, I usually feel like, uh, uh, I don't know, I sometimes I, I, I struggle to, to, to find passionate about this, that kind of, of game. Um, but you know, I mean, the the match can be, of course, interesting. I think that, of course, Ostapenko can can have chance. Ostapenko is always a chance against everybody, um, and you know, uh, Zvionte can can suffer uh, this this tennis. Um, but I don't know. I think that, for example, Kistea Bencic has the can be can be a very very good match. Um, and I also think that um, even if I saw Goff um, heavy favorite right now, but I think that uh, Watsnyaki can make Goff think uh, a bit too much and, and you know create some some issues through through the match. Um, I I would prefer this these two matches, even if I think that Stea Bencic can. Can basically end in a third set tiebreak and uh, and be and be a big one even if we we don't know. Um, yeah, you know, I I I just explained why you know I I'm not really passionate about 
this Gionte Gostapenko, but of course it's it's a highlight of the day. Um, and so, you know, uh, he, there is the chance that uh, uh, it can be it can be still an, an entertaining match, no doubt about it. It's it's just a matter of taste, no more. Ghosty, you need to learn the uh, meaning of the word if. <laughs> I'm just preparing myself for the worst, you know. We are very pessimistic uh, as as a nation, <laughs> I think. We Poles. Anyway, um, yeah, Ostapenko Świątek, I, I kind of get what you mean. I think I am more interested in the outcome of this match than the actual, you know, dynamics of play. You kind of know what's going to happen. And yeah, Ostapenko exactly. will play it. It could be, like... I, Personally, I think that it could be anything from like an Ostapenko routing of let's say six three six three to Ostapenko not winning a game because she she literally yeah. could not win a game there. It, it, it's possible, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm mostly excited about the outcome. Uh, very likely that I will be doing this with um, you know on the night watch again with John as well on the channel, so you guys should feel invited. Uh, yeah, if 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 doesn't exist in uh, in tennis. Um, uh, I don't know if that was what you were referring to, Jane, but uh, that's a famous Rafa Nadal quote, of course. And uh, Wozniaki Goff, uh, I was up there, I was right there with you, Ghibli, when it came to Zhang uh, Bronzetti, where you said that you were going to cry if Bronzetti won that match. I was, I was going to as well. Wozniaki Goff, I'm not up there with you, actually. I think all of these potential matchups, you know, Ostapenko playing Goff, amazing. Ostapenko playing Wozniaki, fantastic. And she also has a 4-0 head-to-head against her, by the way. Uh, Świątek playing Wozniaki, what a story, right? 2019, they actually played once, uh, which uh, I kind of, kind of forgot about. Uh, but uh, Świątek playing Goff, obviously great because of their last meeting. So I think anything that's going to come out of this quarter is going to be magnificent. Uh, do I think it's going to be Świątek Goff most likely? Probably. Um, Goff, I'm just sort of thinking that, uh, yeah, she has just been very good at figuring things out, problem solving so far. And I kind of trust her to do that. Uh, I kind of do, but um, I, I'm not really sure what to think of the matchup against Wozniaki. Like, it's just such a generational battle that we have never really seen before. And we never thought that we were going to. Uh, I mean, Goff Wozniaki playing against each other seems like, uh, you know, just just um, maybe a fanfic or rather than an actual match. In 2019, when Coco had her big breakthrough, Wozniaki was still playing. But in 2020, the Australian Open was her last event. So, so I don't know how that really happened, but uh, that that they're that they're playing here. But uh, I, I I wouldn't be against a Wozniaki win, definitely not. But uh, well, if you uh, if you if you want to ask me like whether I enjoyed her in her prime, not really. Now that she's a great story, well, sure. And Wozniaki Shvontek would be a great match, I think, as well. And then Ostapenko Wozniaki as well. So so I am impressed with how early she uh, like how quick she was in, to uh, get back to her highest. You know some of the best tennis that she's played, really. But um, yeah, was I really a big fan of watching her matches most of the time? Nah. But um, does Vos speak Polish? Uh, I'm actually not sure about that. Her her father does for sure. Um, her father used to be a guest in like even uh, Polish TV studios, you know. But um, I'm actually not sure if she if she speaks. We can, I can I can check that. You know, she is she is friends with with Radwańska, but maybe they just talk in English. I'm actually not sure. Seems like she speaks some Polish at least because she is thanking um, you know, something that I found was like her thanking uh, Polish crowds. Seems like she she is speaking a bit of Polish, but I'm not I'm not sure to what extent. You know, I'd have to watch these videos. Actually, her father definitely uh, definitely does speak like fluent Polish. Um, yeah, anything else uh, from the, the this uh, women's uh, set? You know, Muhova Wang, the first match of the day, probably quite quite um, comfortable for the Czech, but, you know, um, Zinu Wang has been on such an amazing run yeah. since winning that uh, Landisville title and then uh, Cleveland quarters and now this. So, so that's going to be the first match of the day today at uh, 11 a.m. local time. Yeah, 11 a.m. Um... Well, what to say about Mukova? Great play from her, finally. Uh, finally, for a consistent, uh, you know, consistently over over a single season, which uh, which has been a shame uh, in the last year with all the struggles she had. Uh, so uh, 
you know, it, it's great that she can finally show week by week all her uh, tennis qualities, um, which are great to watch. Um, yeah, and I think that's where we're going to finish it for today. Uh, Ghibli says that Vos Świątek would be a Polish occasion to trump all occasions. No, that was uh, Hurkacz Choiński in Wimbledon Round 2. <laughs> that was quite a feast for the eyes. And um, But yeah, obviously you're right. And they, they did play in Toronto, I think, 2019. And it was a pretty entertaining uh, clash as well. Obviously, that was like Baby Świątek. That was the event, I think, where she also played Naomi Saka. And um, they started like this weird yeah. friendship-like thing really? where Osaka... Yeah, like it, it wasn't a full-on friendship, like I don't know, Shvanda yeah, you're right. Kaya Yuvan, but they had some sort of um I don't know appreciation for each other that they very often represented. Mm. Maybe we're gonna see more of that once Naomi is back on the tour. And um yeah, let's that that's as I said, that's where we're gonna finish it. Uh thank you guys for attending today. And yeah, let's just get excited about all of these US open matches. Now uh, compared to the last few days, we started this an hour earlier. So you have an hour and 26 uh, 46 minutes minutes until Karolina Muchova and Zinu Wang are going to play for the first time. And as John was saying in the chat, um we have we are going to have a lot of live commentary today. I think Tom is doing uh, Shelton Paul. And then I think it's going to be drawn for the rest of uh, Ash matches. I think I'm going to join for the uh, night session ones. So uh, I don't know if anyone else is coming, but, uh, but you know, you're going to learn about it in real time. Uh, obviously, you guys know where to find us and uh, where, to, um, yeah, where to get to the streams. And we'll see you guys there, I guess. Uh, thank you, Mario, as well. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you to, to everyone. Bye. If you enjoyed this video, Make sure you hit that like button. Don't forget to subscribe and click that notification bell so you don't miss out on all things tennis. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.